The Kingdom Rock Network presents the ministry of Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life in Bremen, Georgia. Are you looking for a church home or simply a weekly message that will revive your spirit? Each week, Pastor John Butler delivers applicable messages that will refuel your spiritual man and bring a new desire to your heart. Here's Pastor John Butler with this week's encouraging message. Your Bibles or your wireless devices. We do have Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi in the sanctuary now, so if you want to use that for your Bible, then help yourself. But if you would, open your Bibles to Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. It just struck me, I didn't realize it in the first service, but it just struck me during the second service how how uh, perfectly aligned the uh, ministry of music this morning was with what I'm going to preach this morning. And that doesn't happen by accident. That is a function of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, if you don't mind standing for the, for the reading of the Word, not out of respect for me, but out of uh, honor and respect for the Word. I'm reading this morning from the New Living Translation. You can feel free to read from whatever you want to. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, it says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Let me read that again. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. And through everything God made, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Would you bow your heads with me one more time? Father, we come to you today and we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to share your word, to read and to acknowledge your presence, to read your word and acknowledge its place in our lives. And God, we just ask right now that you would help us and lead us and guide us through your spirit to all truth. I pray that you help us to open up our eyes and our ears to receive what your word has for us today. God, I humble myself before you now. And Lord, I declare and I readily confess that I cannot do this without you. I wouldn't want to try without you. And so, Lord, I pray that when I open my mouth, I pray that you fill it with your truth, that you fill it with your word, that you fill my mind with your thoughts, and you fill my heart with your purposes today and with your passion so that you can lead us to what it is we need to know today, that we can be more and more like you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to accomplish through your word today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So if you uh, are, have liked our page on Facebook, then you have seen that today we're going to do, begin a two-part message, a two-part series on rain. We ought to be pretty familiar with rain by now, shouldn't we? Rain is one of those things in life that, um, that provides great imagery. And it conjures up real powerful emotions. So when I say the word rain, some of you immediately smile because you love the power of a storm and the flowing of the water. Some of you are like my two children. When they hear thunder, they, they, they run out on the porch and they sit there and they wait for the storm to pass by because they like to watch it and because they're you know, slightly nuts. So they, they just love the power of the rain. They love the power of the storm. So rain is a happy thing. When I, when I tell uh, Morgan, this, so what's, what's the weather going to be like? It's going to rain. She says, yay! Some of you, on the other hand, immediately frown when you hear rain. 
because it, it, it's the darkness and the dreariness of it settles over your soul and it drowns the energy and the positivity of your life. Movies always have a rain scene. Have you noticed that? Every movie has a rain scene. And, and, and some of them to increase the suspense and the tension and some to increase the romance and, and for, for whatever reason, movies always seem to have rain involved. Poems have been written about the rain. Long war, Longfellow said, Into each life, some rain must fall. Now, a lot of songs have been written about the rain as well. If you get, just stop and think about all the songs you know about that, have, that are about rain. Bob Dylan had buckets of rain. Prince had purple rain. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of y'all are getting sanctified now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Bruce Hornsby liked to listen to the mandolin rain while Elvis preferred Kentucky rain. Neil, I thought somebody shout on Elvis. I really did. <laughs> Neil Sedaka found laughter in the rain while Willie Nelson's blue eyes were always crying in the rain. Gene Kelly wants to sing in it. Adele wants to set fire to it. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Credence Clearwater Revival was confused about it. There's a good reason why they were confused about a lot of things, but <laughs> at first they wanted to know if you've ever seen the rain, and then apparently they found it because they wanted to know who would stop the rain. B.J. Thomas complained that it was falling on his head. And then recently, Luke Bryan reassured him and everybody else that rain is a good thing. <laughs> but no matter how you feel about it, I think Longfellow was right. And sooner or later, we all have to deal with the rain. Now, the Bible mentions rain or showers over a hundred times. Uh, it's one of the parts of nature in which God reveals Himself. In Romans chapter 1 that I just read to you said that God reveals Himself through nature. I think if we'll slow down long enough and we'll open our eyes, then there are some things that God will reveal in nature that will help us in our walk with Him. But the Bible is it's kind of a mixed bag in the Word of what it thinks and what it says about the rain. Although it mentions it a hundred times, sometimes it's, it's portrayed well and sometimes it's not so well. So sometimes it's portrayed well like in Ezekiel. Uh, chapter 34, and it says, I will bless them, this is God speaking, I will bless them and the places surrounding my hill. I will send down showers in season. There will be showers of blessing. Showers of blessing are a good thing. When you need rain and you get rain, that is a blessing. And there are times in the Word that, that the Word represents rain as a positive thing. Now, there are also times when it doesn't represent it quite so well, as in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus is telling this parable, and He said, And the rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So in this case, if it's destroying everything that you've got, that's not a good thing. But rain is still portrayed in the Word, sometimes positively, sometimes negatively. But whether it's a blessing or a curse, one thing is for sure, you can't do anything about it. Amen. Forgive me for pointing out the obvious this morning, but you can't do anything about it. You don't cause the rain to start, and you don't cause the rain to stop. The rain is completely out of our control. No matter how bad you need it, there is nothing you can do to make it start. And no matter how much of it you've already gotten, you cannot make it stop. 
So one thing we can all agree on, and one thing we all have in common, is that the rain is out of our control. Now, there are other situations that are out of our control in our lives, too, right? Thank you, Chris. The rest of y'all got it all whooped, right? There are always situations in our lives over which we have no control. Some of those things are good things. Some of them are not so good. But we don't have control over when they start or how long they'll last or how intense they are or when they're going to stop. And no matter how spiritual you are, no matter how much faith you have, or even if you are a complete heathen, one thing is for sure, all of us are going to have to deal with the rain at some point, And all of us are powerless to do anything about it. Some of you are facing situations right now that are so wonderful, you just can't even describe it. The gratitude that you have towards God for the blessings, the showers of blessings that He's pouring out in your life like rain. It seems like every time you turn around, something else goes your way. Everything is coming up roses. It's like all of the traffic lights turn green just for you. Everything you touch turns to gold. You're getting a big tax refund. You just got a raise on the job. You just got a promotion. Your in-laws suddenly like you. After 17 years, they decide that you might not be so bad after all. Or maybe you're getting spiritual blessings. That your time with God is intense and personal and you're understanding Scripture like you never have before and you're hearing from God so clearly it's as if He just pulled up a chair beside you and He's just whispering in your ear everything that you ever wanted to know. On the other hand, some of you are facing situations that are so difficult, you're not even sure you're going to make it through. You can't even imagine a way out of your situation, much less see that happening. The skies are so dark, and the wind is so strong, and the rain is so heavy, that all you know is that you are wet, and you are cold, and you're tired, and you are dead inside. And you're not even sure if you can take one more day of rain. I was driving through town this week uh, through the rain, and um, I believe the Lord gave me some observations about the rain that are going to help us deal more effectively with those times in our lives when the rain is coming down. So today and next week, we're going to talk about those observations about the rain. And here's the first one, and maybe the most important one, about the rain. Now, this message is going to be as shallow or as deep as you want to take it. Okay, Some of you are going to walk out of here and say, that was the most useless waste of time I've ever heard in my life. The man preached about the rain. And some of you, if you'll allow yourself and you'll allow the Spirit to reveal some things to you, it's going to change your life. Here's the first and maybe the most important observation about the rain, and that is this. The effects of the rain have more to do with the condition of the soil than the amount of rain. The effects of the rain have more to do with the condition of the soil than with the amount of rain. I'm going to let you think about that for a second. The effects of the rain. What happens because of the rain? The rain usually gets blamed for. But when you think about it, it really has more to do with the condition of the soil than with the amount of the rain. Except for the most extreme conditions, it's possible for the soil to be able to receive and appropriately handle any amount of rain. If the ground is in the right condition. In the normal cycles of our lives, we're going to receive varying amounts of rain. Sometimes showers of blessing, sometimes storms of difficulty. But I believe the effects of the rain have more to do with how we prepare our hearts and lives than it does how much rain falls. 
It's the condition of the soil that determines how things are going to turn out in your lives. Now, whether you agree with that or not, one thing is certain. Any amount of time that you spend analyzing and cursing the rain is wasted time. Because if you can't control it and you can't change it and you don't have any authority over it, then why waste the time and the energy and the emotion and the effort complaining and bellyaching about it? Some things you can figure out and some things you can't. And the faster you decide which one is which in every, in every situation of your life, then the faster you can move on to the things you can do something about. The prayer of serenity is not in the Bible, but it contains great truth and great wisdom. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. That is words to live by right there. Because there are situations like the rain where there is nothing you can do about it. And the faster you accept it and move on, the happier and more fulfilled you can be. Now let's look at people of the Bible who had extraordinary amounts of rain who fell into their lives. And I think we could all agree that Job would be one of those individuals. I mean, Job had a storm hit him like maybe nobody else ever did. It hit him fast and it hit him hard. He was a man who had a very negative experience with the rain. He lost everything he had. He lost his cattle, he lost his crops, he lost his home, he lost every economic advantage that he was used to having. His business, his livelihood, his way of living was all gone in a, in a matter of moments. He lost all ten children in a storm. One storm wiped out his entire family. He was stricken with a disease, with a sickness that was, just, that was painful and disgusting. And he was ridiculed by his friends, shunned by his community. But when the rain stopped... And God showed up. God defended Job as a righteous man. He condemned the friends that were harassing him. And he restored everything to him. And then some. There is something about the way Job handled the rain that we better be figuring out. Now here's something interesting though about that story. And I don't think I've ever heard it preached or talked about. Job's wife lost all her stuff too. We always talk about Job and how he responded but Job's wife was going through a tough time too. She lost everything she had. She was accustomed to a certain standard of living that now has been removed from her. She could no longer do the things and go the places that she had always been accustomed to going. She lost ten kids too. And she has a husband who's stricken with a disease and she's watching him suffer and can't do anything about it. There's no remedy for her husband. It's tough on her too. But she didn't handle it well. As a matter of fact, she told Job pretty, pretty early on, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? Thanks, honey. <laughs> but sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the rain that falls in our lives that we just react. The same rain fell into both of their lives, but what was the difference in their ability to handle it? I believe the difference in Job and his wife and the thing that we need to pay attention to this morning was their character. Your character is the soil onto which the rain falls. And your character will determine how you handle the rain that falls in your life. The Bible says that Job was a just and perfect man. Now that, doesn't, that word perfect doesn't mean that he was without fault. But it does mean he was mature. He understood some things about God. He had a mature relationship with God. 
The Bible says nothing about Job's wife's character before the rain started. But her reaction reveals to us, it shows us what she was made of. The things that happen in our lives, whether they're good or whether they're bad, listen, they don't create character so much as they reveal character. The rain that falls in our lives doesn't create character as much as it reveals character. Here's, a, here's an observation. Here's a related observation to the one I just told you about. And I want you to pay attention to this. The most dangerous times of the rain are in the first 30 minutes and then again after several hours. The most dangerous times of rain are in the first 30 minutes, right after it begins, and then after it's been raining for a little while. Now, there are police officers here this morning, and you can correct me if I'm wrong after I say what I'm fixing to say, like after the message, in private, just the two of us. But I think I'm safe in saying this. The police will tell you that there are more accidents in the first maybe 30 minutes, maybe the time frame could be adjusted, but in maybe the first 30 minutes of of a rain event than in the next couple of hours combined. Now, why is that? Because when the rain starts to fall, it pushes impurities to the surface. The oil and the gas and the diesel and all the stuff that's been leaked onto that road. On the dry surface, it's not visible. Or at least it's not as obvious. But you let a little rain fall and that stuff starts coming to the surface. Now, I was raised in the country. Moved to Carrollton, out in Carroll County when I was three. And we built... Um, a house on apparently another old home site. And I don't know how they got rid of the house, but apparently not very well because every time it rained, um, nails would show up in our driveway. So I would, being a little boy, you know, little boys make treasures out of the strangest thing. So I would run out into the driveway and there'd be an old rusty nail. I mean, cool, an old rusty nail. So I grabbed the nails and there'd be another one, and there'd be another one, and I'd, I'd wind up with a handful of nails. And I would get them all because, you know, little boys, they don't leave treasures laying around. So I, I, I didn't leave any, any nails exposed. So I, you know, walk around with a handful of rusty nails. <laughs> I don't know how we lived through childhood. But anyway, I'd walk around with a pocket full of rusty nails, and I thought everything would be cool. And then it would rain again. And then when I go out there again, there's nails again. Apparently, when they took the house down, the nails, the, the nails just fell wherever they were pulling them out and they just didn't bother to pick them up. And then in, over time, some dirt got over them and grass grew or whatever. But as we cleared the, the property, then, then the rain would fall and it would expose those things and bring them to the surface. And so things that we thought had been buried for a long time suddenly are appearing over and over again. When a little rain starts to fall in your life, Everything might have looked good on the surface. But pretty quickly, things from your past, things that you thought had been hidden from view, things that you thought that you had dealt with but were actually just covered up, they start to rise to the surface. And they create a very hazardous situation in your life. Things like bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, jealousy, Anger, shallow faith, unbelief. Those things are going to rear their ugly heads and it's going to make a difficult situation even more difficult. 
That's exactly what happened to Job's wife. The rain started to come down in her life out of the blue. She didn't expect it, and she didn't have time to put on her church face or to use her social graces or anything. Life hit her hard in the stomach and repeatedly until it revealed her character quickly. Do you realize the Bible never mentions her again? She appears one time, that's to say her line, and then she's gone. You know, at the end of the book, Job gets everything restored. He gets ten more kids. He gets twice as much as he ever had. He gets everything restored to him. He doesn't mention his wife. Now, clearly, if he had ten more kids, he had a wife somewhere. But there's no evidence that it's the same wife. There's no evidence that it's not. But if she was blessed to be around when everything got restored back to them, it was not because of who she was. It was because who she was associated with. What a difficult place to be. That there is nothing in my life, my character is so bad, that there is nothing in my life that, that, would, that would bring a blessing of God. That if I get blessings in my life, it's because of my association with somebody else. That's free. I don't have anything to do with anything. Even when the rain's a blessing, your true nature will get revealed. Great, the great prophet Oprah Winfrey... Just kidding. Oprah clearly is not a great prophet of God. But she does know a thing or two about money. Oprah Winfrey said, money doesn't create character. It amplifies character. So if you're a jerk when you're broke, you're just going to be a big rich jerk when you get money. You know, If you're kind and humble, it, it, when, when, you, when you get blessed, it's just going to tend to endear you more and more to a larger audience of people as your influence increases. Oprah's money, she's a very generous person. Oprah's money did not make her generous. Oprah's money gave her the means to be more generous. Okay? So the blessings that fall in our lives don't as much make us who we are as reveal who we are. We find the same principles in the Bible. David was a man who experienced great wealth. The rain that fell in his life was a blessing to him. Great wealth, great fame, great success, great honor. But David was an honorable boy. David was an honorable young man. David was a man of character. Now when he screwed up, he screwed up big time, right? He made big mistakes. But for the, for the most part, by and large, when David made a decision, he did it for the right reasons and he did it the right way. David was a man of character and his legacy was very positive. He left Solomon in good shape. He defeated all their enemies. He told Solomon how to do things. And he left him with advisors who would help him to be successful. But what about Solomon? Solomon, on the other hand, was also a man that great rain fell in his life, great, great positive rain fell in his life, he, great wisdom, great fame, great wealth, great honor. But what was his legacy? He died a bitter old man. Read the book of Ecclesiastes, and you'll figure out pretty quickly that's written by a man who is not happy. I'm not saying it's not the truth, but it's a man who is miserable. When he, when he says, like, everything is vanity, like there's nothing meaningful in life at all, he says you're born and then you do stuff that doesn't mean anything and then you die. I mean, that's a great pick-me-up, isn't it? Isn't that great motivation for life? He can be a motivational speaker. People came from all around the world to hear the wisdom that God had given him, but he didn't apply it in his own life where it counted the most. Clearly, there was a character flaw. 
in Solomon that was amplified by his success. His, his, his legacy was a son named Rehoboam who was a horrible leader. And the kingdom of Israel was divided almost before Solomon's body cooled off. He was, he was such a terrible leader. His, his, his legacy was so bad. And when the rain began to fall in his life, Solomon's character got revealed pretty quickly. And it was not pretty. Let me ask you this this morning. How quickly does your true character get revealed in your life in the midst of the rain? How soon after a problem is revealed do you start complaining and getting angry and pointing fingers and cursing the rain? Or how soon after a blessing do you start ignoring the people you used to care about? Or wasting resources? Or missing opportunities, ignoring opportunities to make a positive difference in somebody's life? The effects of the rain have more to do with the condition of the soil than the amount of rain. And the most dangerous times is right after the rain begins. The second most dangerous time is this. It's after the rain's been falling for a few hours. As I was driving through the other day, I ran through a, a, a puddle, as I usually do. It doesn't mean the puddle was in my lane. I have been known to actually change lanes, if necessary, to run through a puddle. I have no idea what, what motivates me to do that, but I love to run through puddles. I don't know if it's the splash, I don't know if it's the sound, I don't know what it is, but I love to run through puddles, and some of y'all do too, because I see that silly looking grin on your face. So I was running, I saw, uh, I had the opportunity to run through a puddle this week, and I ran through that thing, and what I did not realize was that under the surface of the water was a hole. And while I, ex- I know there's no holes in Bremen, I know that surprises you, right? So I went running down the, so when I was expecting big splash, what I heard was big thud, and I felt the jolt, and I was hoping that my bad tires on the front of my truck were going to make it through that experience. And I believe the Lord started revealing this, this, this uh, message to me. Sometimes the hole was there all along, right? If I had come through the next day when the water was gone, I'd have seen it. And sometimes, sometimes the rain itself caused the hole to appear. But you don't really get to know that. All you know is that there's a hole there, and sometimes it was always there and the rain covers it up. And sometimes... The rain reveals it because there was a weak spot in the soil there that nobody ever addressed. You all following me? I told you, you can dive as deep as you want to dive. If we don't learn to fix our issues, the rain is going to eventually expose the weak spots in our character. And it's going to cause damage to us and to those around us who just happen to be coming along at the wrong time. They say hurting people hurt people. And wounded people wound other people. People with weak character will eventually hurt people as well too. And it may be buried a little deeper under the surface, but when enough rain has fallen, those deep character issues are going to be revealed as well. Everything eventually is exposed to the light. There is nothing that happens in darkness that will not be exposed to the light. The problem is, it's a whole lot better to deal with it before the rain starts. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, well, several weeks ago now, I guess it was back in January, um, you know, they were doing, they were doing the sprinkler project up uh, in the other building, which I hope will be done 
in the next week and a half. So the guy from Lewis Fire Protection was there, and they'd been there for so long that we're all on first-name basis, and, you know, we had lunch together, and we hey, how you doing? So, so he came in my office one day, and, and he said, hey, John, the basement's flooding. Well, you know, that's not a huge surprise. You have no idea how many gallons of water I have squeegeed out of that basement in the 16 years I've been here. So it was not a huge surprise. I was just wondering how bad it was going to be. So I run downstairs, and, and I look, and there's a little water coming under the door, and I'm thinking, you know, that's not a big deal. I, I've dealt with worse. It's going to be okay. So I open the door just to see what the source of the problem is. <laughs> and when I do, the water rolls in up to my ankles all through the basement. It's great. Because it's like 42 degrees outside. And it's raining like a monsoon in the Pacific. And, I, and, and, and so I'm just standing there going, really? On a Monday, really, God? I hadn't even had lunch, God. And so, so I'm, I'm soaked now. It's not getting any better. The drain right there at the door is not draining. It's just, it's just sitting there. It's not even bubbling. It's just sitting there. And the water's just coming off the parking lot straight into the basement. So I'm freaking out. I run to the, I holler at Missy, and Linda comes running down there, and they're like, oh, this is going to be fun. So they start squeegeeing, and I'm trying to figure out the source of the problem. I know that pipe has to go somewhere. So I run outside, and I'm trying to find the end of the pipe so I can maybe pull grass or whatever might be grown up. I can't find the end of the pipe. And I see little bubbles happening everywhere, all around out there. So I'm chasing bubbles outside. It's 42 <laughs> degrees. I don't have on a coat. My shoes are wet up to my ankles. My pants are now wet. Now my shirt's wet. I'm freezing to death. I'm chasing bubbles in the yard. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're squeegeeing everything they can squeegee for, with a squeegee that's about eight inches long. <sighs> and that's when the revelation hits me. It's better to fix the drain problems before the rain starts. And I want to uh, share that revelation with you this morning. If you got problems in your soil, it's better to fix it well before the rain starts. Because when the rain starts, you're going to find the problems, but it makes it a whole lot easier, a whole lot more difficult to fix once the rain starts. Mark, if you guys won't, don't mind, come on. So have you ever been going through something or something bad, but or maybe seen somebody going through something? It's something that's, that's bad, but not, it's not a big deal. It's not like earth-shattering or anything. But their reaction is just way out of proportion to, to the situation they're going through. Y'all with me? Y'all have seen Mark before. He's a good, good, looking, good looking guy. Listen, sometimes we see people go through stuff, and the reaction to the stuff they're going through is way out of proportion for how difficult the situation is. You know what probably is going on? It may be that the rain has just washed out a weak spot in their character. And the circumstances or the emotion of this situation has connected to another similar situation that was unresolved in the past. And now what they're dealing with is so much more significant than you can identify. Have you seen the news about this uh, guy in Florida that had a sinkhole open up under his house? Under his bedroom of all places, sinkhole opens up and, and swallows the man. And they have, I read, I guess last night, that they've just given up search and rescue. They're not even looking for him anymore. He's just, it's just hopeless. The man's just gone, swallowed up by the earth. You know what caused that? Over a number of years or some period of time, there was a weak spot in the soil somewhere. Probably small. Probably not a big deal. And then over here, there was another weak spot. 
And then over there, there's another weak spot. And, and over time, and with enough rain that falls into that, into that soil, then this weak spot connects to that weak spot, connects to that weak spot, and eventually a huge sinkhole opens up. And it makes everything worse. And what might have just been a, an inch or two of rain, the results look like it was a monsoon. Not because of the rain, but because of the condition of the soil. There are things that we go through in our lives that are sometimes just, that's not a big deal, right? We suck it up. We can do it. That, that didn't hurt. We're all right. And you just move on. You don't talk about it. You don't resolve it. You don't deal with the issues. You just move on. And then you run into another situation. And you suck it up and you just move on because life's just tough. And that happens over and over and over again until eventually one day some rain falls into your life. Not a big deal. Nice steady soaking rain, but, but that rain connects that experience to this experience and to that experience and to this experience. And before long, what would have been a really small thing to deal with now becomes huge. See, I am um, acutely aware in the situation that I'm in in the position that I'm in, that I, when I deal with situations, or even when I just preach a message, I'm not just representing me. I'm representing every pastor you've ever had. Every leader you've ever had. Everybody in a position of authority that's ever been in your life. I represent that person when I make a decision. And so there are times that I make a sane, solid, sound decision and when I present it to you, it doesn't sound like what I think it sounds like because you are hearing it through a filter of all the other experiences that you've had with a pastor. Amen. And so if you've had good experiences with pastors before, then you afford me a level of trust that maybe I haven't earned yet. On the other hand, if you've had a negative experience with pastors and with leaders and people in authority then you are, what you're giving to me is, is a level of mistrust that I maybe haven't done anything to deserve yet. You're filtering everything through your experiences. And I'm not fussing at you because there's nothing, there's no particular situation going on. I'm just telling you, that stuff happens. And we got to learn to deal with it. Let me ask you this question. Is your character ready to handle the rain? What are the things God's been dealing with you about in your life that are going to hinder your ability to handle the rain when it comes? We've got to prepare the soil now while it's dry. Because if you don't deal with past hurts from pastors, from other relationships, from other situations, if you don't deal with those situations properly then eventually they're going to connect to another situation and another one and a sinkhole is going to open up in your life and you're going to fall into it. And there are hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, in Bremen and Harrelson County right now, tens of thousands within 25-mile radius of our church that would be in church except for the experiences that they've had. And except for the fact that they never allowed God to heal those experiences. They walled themselves up. And they closed them off. And they said, nope, not going to talk about it. Not going to deal with it. I don't even want to think about it. And they moved on. Until eventually there's enough of those situations. And they don't want to have anything to do with it. They said, church is a bad place. Church is not a bad place. 
some bad situations that happen in church. There's some people that make bad decisions in church. But there are people in church just like there's people everywhere. And nobody gets mad at grocery stores. Grocery stores are bad places. I'm not going to grocery stores anymore. Well, of course you are. There's people in grocery stores. There's people in churches. You just got to learn to process through and deal with the situations of your life that arise. Otherwise, they're going to connect the dots and you're not going to like the results. For some of you, this explains what's going on in your life. And maybe for a long time. Things seem to rock on pretty well for a little while, but the least little sign of difficulty, and maybe the bodies start piling up around you because you're mad at the world. You're going to kill everybody. Because everybody did something to you at some point. You start screaming at the rain and shaking your fist. Why me? You realize that that attitude that you're dealing with is really pride? Because the real question is not why me. The real question is why not me? Why do we think we're so special that no rain is supposed to fall in our lives? It's just pride. And that's a character issue that God's got to deal with. You see how character gets revealed in those situations that, you, that you're facing? So maybe you're here this morning and the rain is coming down in your life, whether it's good rain or bad rain, but you're beginning to see potholes forming in your life. You see the impurities beginning to rise to the surface. I invite you to come this morning and deal with those things before they get bigger. Or maybe you're just in a normal stretch of, of your life now. Nothing, nothing big time going on, good or bad. You're just kind of normal. There's no rain falling one way or the other. But you're beginning to sense the spirits kind of tugging on you. Showing you some things in your character that you need to deal with. Some things you need to work on. Why not go ahead and fix it while it's dry? While the sun's shining? I invite you to come this morning and begin that process of getting your soil prepared to receive the rain. Why don't you stand with me, please? I can sense that the Spirit is drawing some of you now, so I just tell you the doors are open, the invitation is open, come on to the altar and begin to deal with whatever God is showing you. One of my regular prayers is, God, if i got something going on in my life, if there's something between me and you, show me now. Because it'll come out. I'd just rather it come out between me and Him, not in front of everybody else. That's not a threat. That's just life. That's just the way things happen. I'm just challenging you, and I'm challenging myself. If there's something going on in your life, then come on and start dealing with it now. Or if there's rain going on in your life and you just need strength to deal with it, then come and let your brothers and sisters surround you and encourage you and lift you up. So prayer team, why don't you come on down. If you would like to come and pray with somebody, come on down and encourage them. Mark, lead us in worship while these folks pray. Come on, lift this up one last time. Send your rain, oh Lord. Send your rain, oh Lord. 
As these folks continue to pray and they are welcome to pray as long as they want to. Let's close in prayer together. Just ask God to reveal those situations in our lives, those things in our lives, those areas of our soil that we need to fix. Next week we'll talk about one other observation that will help us to, to, to prepare ourselves to receive what it is God's pouring out. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for your presence, for your spirit. I thank you for leading us and guiding us to all truth. And Lord, I pray that you help us to be honest with ourselves and honest with you this week. And that you would show us the things that we need to work on. Lord, so that those of us who call ourselves Christians, that our character would reflect you more and more. Keep us safe, God. Open up doors of opportunity for us this week to minister. That as we continue to plant seed and water seed, Lord, that you would help us to know when it's time for the increase to come. And help us to be willing to step in and to do our part to see souls won, disciples made. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this week's message from Pastor John Butler at Covenant Life Church in Bremen, Georgia. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.covenantlifebremen.org. We look forward to meeting you soon.